This is MMA Love, Love from America. Our show in English and Swiss English. I am Matt, the voice of the MMA fan in Central Europe. And this is Luke. He's from Seattle. He's fueled by feature bars from fightapparel.ch. Luke, how are you doing on this wonderful day on this godforsaken planet? My, my, uh, I'm like sitting in front of a laptop connected to the to the recording and I'm just got my hands clasped together in a little bit of a, a, a kind of a prayer that we don't, we don't lose any more fights. <laughs> so, so to, to go straight to it, um, why are we doing this today? Uh, I'm doing this in memoriam for Julia, Stol- Ju- Julia Stolarenko, Stolia Renko, Gregor Gillespie, and Alexander Volkanovsky, whose fights all went to the wayside, at least in the immediate future. Because I, I, I was looking for, I was actually looking forward to Stoliarenko, and I was really looking forward to Gregor, and I was looking forward to Volkanovsky Ortega. I usually don't like to start on a sad note, but I like your in memoriam because that was memoriam. that was sad. Hopefully, we will get them though. I think we will. So, um, just to let you know, thanks for listening. Thanks for asking questions. We'll go into some um, question from the listeners today. Um, if you want us to break down some fights, um, please let us know. Uh, the fights have to have a rule set and two willing participants. Otherwise, we won't do it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah, you can reach us at all the stations you know and love. Spotify, Anchor, Google and Apple Podcasts. You can find us on mma-love.com or on Instagram and Facebook uh, slash podcast. So today we'll go into Fight Night, UFC Fight Night Brunson versus Holland. We have to. Then for SEO purposes, we talk Habib Nurmagomedov's retirement. And of course, <laughs> as, as you get got used to, um, we go into the latest, latest developments in Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. Maybe have a short preview of UFC 260. A Luke segment. Luke, uh, of course, did watch all them fights. <laughs> like, like really all them fights this this weekend. So yeah. we'll have a lot of stuff. There's a question of how closely I watch them and how much of them I even remember three days later or two days later. But, I mean, you, you just know. gave us the highlights. I think at this point, the listeners are probably used to me not remembering shit. So. But we trust you. I mean, you have to deliver today. Mm, so... Give because. me an update at the end of the show. Just let me know if I delivered. <laughs> yeah, that's very good. We'll go, in, <laughs> we'll go into our restart the sports segment. I'll, I'll intro that with a short sound clip. This is CTE Island. This ain't Fight Island. It he actually had no idea how right he was going to be. <laughs> no, but this this fight card. I mean, give me give me the the best and the worst of this card. Hmm. The best, the best for me was just some of the shenanigans. Uh, JP buys getting finished and then cornering his wife, uh, <laughs> Montserrat Ruiz, uh, big big sistering, uh, Cheyenne buys, and then talking shit to her at the end of the fight <laughs> was really funny to me. <laughs> um. That was the best. I like I like things that 
that bring me mirth. Um, not everybody was into that, but but I I enjoy stuff like that. And then uh, the worst, the worst had to be the main event. Just in a, it was, it was funny for me to watch, but it was also just like, dude, what are you what are you doing in there? What do you want to do? What? Do you, why are you doing this? There's excess. Your Holland caused me to have existential questions on his own behalf. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like he wants to, he wants to do something entertaining and flashy, but if he loses, he doesn't really care as long as you're watching him and listening to him speak. That's what I <laughs> think is going on, maybe. But yeah, I have. To, if if I if I'd say my worst of this card, it's it has to be Holland's performance. Mm. Uh, that's we'll go into the fight a little bit, but um, maybe the the real worst thing was Gregor Gillespie's fight getting scrapped, and I have I, I had a theory, and I think it's true. We have to blame uh, the schmo for it. Really, I do think so because he had an interview with Holland, and he only wears wears this face shield. So I think oh, I need you're someone. Blame. Yeah, I need someone to blame, sure. and, I, and I blame the schmo. <clears throat> I mean, I, I would I would presume that he's in the bubble, but I don't really trust the bubble. No, nope. let's put it that way. Nope. Okay, so yes, you get in the bubble and you're in a hotel, presumably, and everybody in the hotel is in the bubble. But guess what? The people working at the hotel are not in the bubble. No, nope. so it's not. They're going home. They're going out to barbecues after. They're going out to the casino. They're going out to the pool. Whatever they do when they're not working, they're doing it. Yeah, some so. of them are some of them are staying home and not talking to anyone for a year and a half like I am and some of them aren't right let's so, go let's go into the I mean for the best I I'd say I'm with you I'm with you <laughs> I, I'm yeah, gonna I'm gonna co-sign on blame the schmo blame the schmo and for the best I actually face masks schmo I actually I know have, what you look like I actually have no idea what the best of this event was I I wrote down maybe that it's over so that's listen <laughs> listen I know that at, from a performance standpoint and from an MMA standpoint, Conejo was not the the most technical and fun thing, and it was really frustrating that Cheyenne was not able to get out of that scarf hold because you should be able to. But here's the thing. She almost hit the exact same key lock <laughs> from the last fight yeah, again, yeah. that I told everybody to go watch because it was so great. So you want if to... only she had hit that key lock again, I would have died. <laughs> so let's go let's go into that fight for a for a small bit. Cheyenne Bice versus Mosera Conejo Conejo, I don't know. Um, Conejo I... Ruiz, yes. Yes. I, I wrote down Kesagatame Madness. Yes. Yep. It it shouldn't work as well as it did, right? Listen that the the I think that the proper judo technique for the throw for the head and arm throw they always call it it's a koshi guruma it's it's a a brute force throw with not that much of technique because you could you could use your leg to give it a bit more swing but they don't do it and it's and it's a female MMA problem I think that this it's a this brute, it's a brute force throw and she had more brute force she could get it done so she got it done in every she, round she got it done in every round and then. <laughs> uh, she she got to the ground, and she other another technical term. I am so smart, so I have to I have to <laughs> yeah I have go to bring it, my smarts. That is the kesagatame, a hold position where you just basically hold your your opponent down. In judo, it's uh, if you hold an opponent like that for thirty minutes, you get an ippon, you you win the fight. And I I think she did that three rounds, rinse and repeat. 
at a 10-8 round in the first. I think, I mean, Baez has good striking and good, and good distance management, but no defense at all for this for this just brutal... Two questions for <laughs> yes, you. Yes, please, yeah. Two questions. One question. Uh, Baez should be able to escape that judo hold, right? Just get throw over, scramble, get on Montserrat's back, or just get back up, right? I don't... I mean... It, <laughs> You shouldn't be in that position. I think that to escape that position is not that easy. I, I also think she did the right thing. She wanted to move over and she wanted to to hook the head of, of Mossera with the mm-hmm. uh, with with the legs, but she couldn't do it because if if a if your opponent is a bit stronger than you are, and I think that was the case here, it's very difficult to escape that position. But what is not so um, what is not so difficult is not to get thrown. <laughs> by right, by this right. by this um by this Kesagatami. it's, it's uh, by this by this Koshiguma. it shouldn't it shouldn't work like that question 2 yes Montserrat, be, beyond loving that weird key lock she does with her legs from that position and she tried to do it again what is the move to uh finish the fight from that position because she obviously obviously short punches to your held opponent is not going to get the fight finished almost all the time. Is Her- there a move to mount? Is there a move to a uh, triangle, mounted triangle, something? Yeah, there is, a, there is a move to the crucifix. There is a move to a to another, to a side mount. So you have to, from such a dominant position, I think you have to make something happen. It, it is a, I, it is a I very advanced... I would have loved for her to go for a, for a, a higher probability submission. At least, at least from the second round on, when, when you know... You can throw your opponent down like this, and you can hold her down like this. You have to make something happen. So I, yeah. I, I think that was a bit sad for for Cornelia. She did what she needed to do to win. I, I hate to say that, but that's the that was probably it. But yeah. <laughs> well, I there's a number of people that will stop her on their back foot as she charges forward, trying to get into the clinch. Absolutely. Um, Buys is not going to do it clearly, but. Uh, that's not going to work if she goes up the ladder. That's in that maybe position. yeah. That's maybe a good takeaway from that fight. I don't think I, I think she you got should. Tagged. I mean, you should. I think you should learn something in every fight you go into. And I don't think Coneo learned anything in that fight. She she knew that she can throw um, girls down. She knew that she can hold them down. But y- you have to. I mean, you have to do something with it. And and she didn't learn anything. She won. She won, but you're you're right. Uh, next next opponent will be a bit di- more difficult. Maybe can escape the the takedown, and then what? Maybe, maybe, or maybe the next opponent is Hannah Cyphers. I don't know. So we'll see. Mean, you know? mean. I I'm not. I act, I like Cyphers. Cyphers could. St- Cyphers is strong. She could actually defend that. That's right. She is strong. There was there was. So um, we'll the, the highlight of the fight is is not the fight itself. It is a little scuffle at the end. <laughs> yeah, it it, it kind of is. It's so there's two parts that that make that bring me the mirth. There's three parts. There's the first part in the promo they gave all they gave her for the promo was a little stu- was a little like camera interview and she said, "I'm like I'm I'm going to be like Khabib. I'm just going to hold him down and pound on him." Yeah. And I thought that was funny since Khabib is is sitting outside the sh- the cage and probably not watching cuz he doesn't like WMMA. And then uh Part two is the scuffle at the end uh, was was uh, was very 
amusing, you know, like they flipped they the, flipped the, themselves the, off for for several <laughs> minutes, I think. <laughs> and also, like, there's not maybe there's a little maybe there's a little English, maybe there's a little Spanish that both of them know enough of, but probably just it was just like someone felt disrespected at some point. I mean, surely it, it was frustrating for Bice. A fight like this is always frustrating for you because. Yeah, not not much is happening from your standpoint, but you, you should be able to defend the the throw and you should be able to make something happen. But when your when your opponent really decides to just <laughs> hold you, he, I mean, you can do it. And then that is a bit. I don't like the Habib comparison she made because Habib did nothing like that. I mean, Habib was yeah. so active from the bottom. He was so good at, <clears throat> with the takedowns. With very takedowns. He he always had something more. He always worked for the finish. Uh, she in that fight she did not work for one finish at all. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to send her a message. Yeah, I'll, I'll to talk to her. Finish on the next one, please. Yeah. Please work yeah. more. <laughs> yeah. um, let's go into another fight from that card. Do you have a Do you have a favorite favorite fight of the night? Um, no, I, I, that was fun. Uh, <laughs> Yanez, uh, mm-hmm. has some wicked, uh, wicked one, two. Uh, it was, that was, that was awesome. That is a good, awesome. That box. is a good example of a fight where not much, much is happening, but then, then there also is a fighter in there that is patient. But he's patient with actually working with that patience and doing something and and trying to get the rhythm, trying to gorge distance, and and yeah, he he KO'd him in round three, uh, a left straight, a right hook, a, a classic standard combination. But that that was lovely to see. Still and still so fast, I couldn't even see it. I had to watch the replay. Yeah, the, the, you like, can't whoa. see it. It's it was it was it really so picture perfect, fast. and so that that was a fight, which which might some people might compare it to some boring fights we had in the past, but it's it was no 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 boring thing in there at all because yeah, Giannis is something to look out for. He he works with his patience. He works um, while being calm and whilst being defensive, but really just improving his position and improving his distance all the time. So, yeah, I love that KO. What was your favorite thing on the card? (laughs) Yeah, I can tell you. (laughs) (laughs) You have something. Jimmy John's sandwich, freaky fast finish. Yeah, that was was mine too. That is my favorite. That's that's what I'm talking (laughs) about. Because it was so fast. It it was was so fast. fast replay, man. And I do really like that. um, I I don't know, is Jimmy John's a, a big chain or what is it? Yeah, it's like a franchise chain, like Subway. I really love Jimmy John's big. sandwich, freaky fast finish. I, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I, I'm always, yeah, I, I'm yeah. also into the Harley Davidson prep point. Um, so I'm into the corner, <laughs> corner nuts, or whatever they called it, corn nuts. <laughs> I like it. Shout out for Bisping. I, I mean, like we said, we always shit on the on the commentary. Bisping, god damn it, Bisping was good tonight. Because you see that he is actually taking this serious. He's learning the names of the techniques used. He also used the Kesakatame shout-out uh, whilst in, in the Koneo versus the Bice fight. So congratulations to Bisping for learning stuff and really improving his his um, 
his work in the booth. I like that. I like Jimmy John's freaky he, fast finish. He, and in, that's... in that fight, he he was using that. He used that. He was also at, so frustrated that Bize was getting taken down by that yeah. that he was shouting at her from the desk, like, <laughs> "Don't get put on the cage." He was. Just yeah, but he's right. So so he great. He might he's be absolutely right. But he's... it's so funny when there's no fans to have, and and you can tell that these these guys who are retired professional fighters just can't help it. Like they just, they have to like, it's the same thing that, that you do when you see an opening in sports, you just shout at the TV screen. They it's, can't help it either. I like the combination of Bisping learning about the sport even more than he already knows, improving to call it, not just say, Oh, Oh, oh yeah, but, but actually calling out techniques um, and still be a fan and be into it what he what he's looking at that is that is awesome so shout outs to bisping shout out to jimmy john sandwich um you can sponsor our show if you want to and then yeah boy i have no favorite thing actually at all i i think um we can go through the fights we can uh, let, let's go into the in the main into the main event holland versus brunson just for a short amount of time holland has has this insane win streak of five wins in like seven months yeah, um, yeah, but he was he was completely controlled by Bronson for the entirety of the fight. He did his his thing, which I I don't know why I love it, but I love it. He, he talked to Habib during the fight. Yeah. We, Habib was cage side, so he talked to Bronson, of course. But yeah, yep. that is that was a very clear for uh, at least four rounds for Bronson with no no discussion whatsoever. Yeah, I, I gave Holland one round when he knocked Brunson down. Yeah, um, Holland 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 still has. It's quick and has power, but he just had no answer. I, I just, I, I, it was, I had a, I had a joke come to my mind this morning when I, I said maybe Holland just wants someone to hold him, you know, because mm -hmm. he's, he's throwing these strikes and these strikes could connect and put Brunson out, but then he just kind of falls into, falls into his clinch. He was, especially he, later in the fight when he was more tired. But I was just like, I was like, man, maybe he just likes being held. So he can just sit there and talk to people. Look, listen, Holland. Holland is way better than he showed in this fight. He has he has mm. one thing which is needed to be one of the very best. And he has the insanity to do it, but he wanted to win by talking the peaceful way. I think he just <laughs> he, he didn't <laughs> he didn't um, do the things he needed to do. Bronson is a, is a very hard opponent to defeat, and if you if you don't give Bronson more looks, then Bronson will do exactly what he did. So yeah, that was the main event. Bit of a bummer for me because I'm a, I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm a fan of Holland. But yeah, so oh, he'll be back. Yes, please be back. You'll have you'll have another chance, Mister Holland, Holland. Please be back. Uh, uh, what we had as well, I mean, Song versus Griffin. That is just just a good instant KO thing. I think Song was so fast switched off after that that punch. Um, yeah. that was that was a bit scary to see because such a fast switch off I think points to maybe have been getting KO'd in sparring one or too many times I don't know he he got touched once kind of kind of his eyes got a little wider and then he just got yeah. smoked so so we went we have been into the Giannis versus Lopez and the Cuneo versus Spice Renault versus Chasson. Oh, I can I can partner Renault versus Chasson and Leonardo Santos versus Dawson. It was not a good night for old people. Yes. And I'm I'm counting myself night. into the old people category. I like when old people win in the UFC, but Renault 
dropped the decision. She's 43, and Santos did get KTFO'd in the last round. Uh, he's 41, so sad day in memoriam for old people, I think. Yeah, yeah. Santos made me feel very old, and I'm younger than him in the first round, but he slowed down. Um, I wished I wished in the Leonardo Santos versus Dawson fight that there were fans, because Dawson is one strange dude. His corner is a group of strange dudes. They okay. talk to the, amongst each other like 12-year-olds. Okay. And please, please, also, Dawson, I know you listen to this podcast. Don't call for the 50 Gs <laughs> after a fight like this. Don't do it. It was not a good uh, fight. And don't don't be like 50 Gs, baby. Don't don't do it. Please, please. You're, you you might be a good fighter, but um, no, no thanks. I'm, I'm going to try to find the bonus information now just because you said that. <laughs> yeah, please do it. it. We, had, we had Giles versus Dolice. Um, close one. Nothing to write home about. I had it for Giles, um, but you could give it to Dolice as well. We had Montel Jackson versus Strader. Uh, yeah. Did you did you find the the infos? Dawson got a bonus. If oh, okay. No. Oh, no. Dana loves knockouts. No, please no. That actually encourages a guy like this. And this guy, yes, th- th- yes. W- if he needs this is positive reinforcement <laughs> for bad behavior. He doesn't. He doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, and then we have we had Montel Jackson versus did Montel Jackson versus Jesse Strader. Um, yeah, that was. I think I think Strader listens to the MMA Love podcast as well because he was well, the only thing he did was cough kicks and body shots. So, so <laughs> but he got finished right. after a knee yeah. and a right hook, and then we had Silva versus Bice. Um Bice actually came back um, after after he he right he got right crossed and then uppercutted and then ground and pounded, but. Uh, it was closed. The, the fight was 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 done with another right that floored buys. So no no good night for the buys. No, that that also brought me a bit of mirth to have a husband and wife both get uh, both get bodied on their Sad. on their respective fights. It's a that's going to be a tough flight home. Uh, I don't. I would not want to be in that. Anything else on, on anything else on the on the Holland versus Bronson card? Uh, nope. Dana loves knockouts. Uh-huh. Uh, so Jimmy Johns loves freaky fast finishes. Griffin Yanez and Dawson and Bruno Silva got 50k each for knocking out their opponents. Thanks, Dana. Dana. Loves Thank you, Dana. Yeah. So What's bombers, bombers. Gregor Gillespie was off the card. We bl- we blame the schmo for everything now. Jimmy That's a good idea. Shout out to Bisping. That's, yeah. Could I just quote Derek Lewis? Sure. That's the schmo's fault. Yes, it is. That's the schmo's fault, <laughs> and um, yeah, this uh, actually to to look back at the at the last few UFC main events, that was I think it was a bit of a a sad stretch of of UFC main events in the last five or six. Rosenstruck versus Gone, we talked about it. It was awful. We had <laughs> we had Blachowicz versus Adesanya, which I mean, it was an okay fight, but it wasn't it wasn't the fireworks we hoped. Um, Edwards versus Muhammad. I mean, god damn it! <laughs> I mean, that's Herb Dean's fault. <laughs> that is Herb Dean's fault. And now Bronson versus Holland is just a Holland fail fest. So I hope, 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 hope. And I mean, we can we can straight segue to the UFC 260 preview. Stipe versus Ngannou has to deliver, right? Yeah. Oh, let me let me play the sample because we have it 
There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. UFC 260 is a banger of a of a UFC card next weekend. What what is exciting to you on this? Because I'm I'm looking at it and Volk Volk is Volk Ortega is off. That is sad. But... Ten, 10 fights currently five prelims, five on the main card. And the only thing that I really give a shit about is the main event. Wow, okay. You are a hater. I, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm going to watch. I watch fights, and I'm going to watch these fights. <laughs> I'm is... just confused. Like, what? what is motivating you to call this the banger of the card? Yeah, what actually, are you seeing besides that? <laughs> actually, it it didn't come to mind before, before Volk versus Ortega was scrapped. And now this card looks completely different. I'm so bummed, by the way, that Volk versus Ortega got scrapped because that was a very good fight. I blame I'm the sorry schmo. to do this to you. I yeah, blame the schmo. I, I blame the schmo as well. for for, yeah. for this fight getting scrapped. Listen, you have you have Stipe versus Ngannou. You have Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque, and you have Vicente Sean O'Malley Luque. against Thomas Almeida. So you have, I mean, <laughs> you have three fights in a row, and in at least two of them, you have you have Tyron Woodley, which was once one of the best welterweights on the planet, but but he's on a since he was in that I have to bring it and since he was in that raccoon movie. About- you're going to talk about the raccoon cage, aren't you? <laughs> since then, since he released his now first rap. you have rap, to link it in the show notes. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, 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 will, do, I will link the Tyron Woodley movie scene where he's... Let's no, just, don't say it. Just link it for people. Yeah, <laughs> just watch the Tyron Mo- Woodley movie clip. Um, and then we have Sean O'Malley and uh, Thomas O'Malley. So you have Woodley and O'Malley, which actually lost their last fights or fight. Sean O'Malley couldn't... Still, to this day, he thinks he won and it was a fluke and he's the best fighter on the planet. Um, Just because my foot stopped working and I fell over and got finished doesn't mean I lost. That's exactly what Sean O'Malley said. That's a good argument, Sean. So I look forward to you getting calf kicked again. It's the same for for all of these guys. It's it's for me with Stipe, it's with Woodley, and it's with O'Malley. I think think these three guys are some of the best fighters you you will ever see compete. Um, Woodley is not a an exciting fighter, in, at least in his last fights. He, he, I think he hasn't won a round in like two years or, or, or four years or whatever. Oof. But if he's on, that dude is very good. Steepy as well. He, he just got KO'd by, by Cormier. But with all his other opponents, he, he, he basically wins. I mean, not easy, but he also has, has won against Francis Ngannou. Quite easy, I think. So did, did these three fights have something in in them I, I really like. So, All right. Stipe is, uh, I believe, he is still plus money on some betting sites, even though he decisioned Francis Nagano last time they fought. But shouldn't he, shouldn't, he be the, shouldn't he be the favorite? You would think he'd be the favorite, but no. Uh, I'm trying to pull it here. It, he is uh, plus 110 on some sites, plus 100 on Bovada. So he's the underdog. People, and I think that's just people loving Francis for yeah, his power. Yeah, if, if because right? if you look at Francis's record, uh, since he lost to Stipe in 2018, he also lost to Derek Lewis in, in the worst fight in the history. And then he mm-hmm. won Curtis Blades. It's a good, a good win. Cain Velasquez, 
don't age us that good. Junior Dos Santos is out of the UFC, has lost his last six or something like that. And Jairo Sinio, um, which also lost... Yeah, of course, he lost He lost his last fight against, against Cyril Gahn. So that's... I love Stipe. I, and I, I will give you a fact about myself. I used to be a firefighter. Stipe is a firefighter. So I you're a mark. How steep a, I'm a total steep a mark. I love that no one can understand a word he says except me. I love that he goes to the body on Daniel Cormier. I, I, just, I love this stuff about steep a. So I'm here for this fight. I'm here for this event because of that fight. Listen, I just, if you look at, if you look at steep, I care much about the rest. That's all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm here for fights and okay. I will enjoy them. I just, not, not not interested in how anybody. O'Malley bounces back. Not interested in if, if Tyron Woodley has a last run in him, and not actually, interested. I, not interested in Jessica Penny making her uh, uh, Hannah Goldie. Hannah Goldie, man. Yeah. I I looked up Hannah Goldie because I had no idea who she was. I'm I'm I I uh, am more interested in that because Hannah Goldie is listed as a flyweight on Tapology, and this fight is at 115. So if she makes weight, she probably bodies Penny. But we'll see. I, I, I mean. For sure, and then Is you have Abu Kar, yeah, Abu Bakar, Bakar Nurmagomedov, Khabib's cousin. Yes, Abu Bakar Nurmagomedov is up Khabib's cousin. That is actually a good fight against Jared Gooden. And then you have the Baltic mm. Gladiator Modestas Bukowskas, which is a which is an amazing That's fighter. These these great. fucking Latvian, uh, Lithuanian, whatever whatever fucks are up there. These are these are some very that is some of the smallest countries you can imagine. But but these oh, fucks are Baltic hard. Gladiator. That so is Lithuania, yeah, that is yeah. such a great nickname. He lost against Krut last time, but that is that is also good. And you have him up against Michal Olechejuk. I hope that is even that is even hard for me. Olechejuk. Um, yeah. So Bukowskas versus Olechejuk, and so you have Mark Andre Barrio against Abu Asaitar. So even the undercard has some has some banger potential. So I'm. Oh, that's so weird. Dude, they both just lost to Crute in their last yes, fight. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's so weird. Okay. All right. I'm here for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Who is the who is the worst guy that lost to Crute in this last fight? This is it. We're going to find out. Yeah. Next and Crute, Crute actually is a... He only lost against Serkonov with a Peruvian necktie, your favorite submission. So, so awesome. So yeah, it's it's actually a very very good card. I think because of the storylines and because I I'm really I'm, I think if you have to watch one fight, it's it's O'Malley versus Almeida because I'm really really interested if if yeah if if um, O'Malley can bounce back because they give him a bounce back fight oh, yeah. against Almeida. Almeida has lost four of his last five. Oof. So he lost against he Garbrandt, is, I mean, Rivera, Font, and Martinez. And he lost to Garbrandt, Font, and Martinez, and Garbrandt and Font by uh, exactly by KO, exactly. by TKO. So yeah, for sure it's a layup. I would love to see him calf kick uh, <laughs> O'Malley. <laughs> he needs no, but but O'Malley actually I, needs to win by calf kick this time and say and. And eat his own words. That's you actually. That would be can. rad too. Because I would then be here for that. He'd have to go back and say, "No, no, sorry, I didn't win this fight. It was by a calf kick." So that would be yeah. that would be funny to me. That um, would be that would be awesome. So that is the two UFC events. 
any I mean you watched all of them fights so just some some like one liners for each of the events you watched Oh I I there so Cage Warriors happened while I was working so I just turn it on and then listen if something crazy happens and there were, there were some things uh and they happened and that's fine there were just some fights um the best part of all the fights I watched was probably uh, Brave CF in Bahrain had like an ancient fort that the fighters walked out of onto the ramp Perfect. and then into the cage. Perfect. If fight, I was calling it Fight Ziggurat, it was. I think we lost Luke. Hopefully not. Best of best locales for fights during a plague. Luke, you caught yeah. you. You have been cut out for for some seconds, but if you have the last thing I heard was the Bahrain fort. Fighters can you out. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, the Bahrain fort, and it created my list of best locales for fights. Perfect. And it is on there at number four. Fight Ziggurat, Bahrain. What is number one? Uh, number one. Go through that list, please. Number one is a tie. Because they are both aside bodies of water. Icon was doing fights at an oceanside resort in Mexico on the beach, which I thought was rad. I would love to have gone and just sat on the beach and watched fights. And then I once watched on YouTube some Polish promotion, I think. And they were lakeside somewhere in Poland mm -hmm. with like kind of an amphitheater where you could sit and then look down on the cage. And I thought that was excellent because it had a natural amphitheater i think you could just kind of look down and people would go in and go in and have fights um so they're tied for number one number three is fight circus bare knuckle fc on a hotel roof in fuck it thailand uh Phuket. in i think 100 degree weather so like some donk got heat stroke and that somebody got a tko by heat stroke of which course. is very bare knuckle very on brand. Um, and then number four is Fight Ziggurat, and number five is actually the UFC Apex. I kind of what? I kind of like the idea of the UFC having this to just be available to them because at this point they're gonna do they're doing events every week. I wouldn't even be surprised if they start doing more events like like kind of like minor league events just out of the apex with like six fights or seven fights on a card. And then do major events in stadiums. The, but the UFC I don't know Apex, how well that I mean, works out. The, the UFC Apex looks like a rancid, past his best time hotel lobby for a <laughs> small level it's, TED talk. Um, the UFC thing. Apex is so on brand for the UFC and influenced by being in Las Vegas. It is it is it is Vegas. It is Vegas personified in a MMA venue. So let's go. Uh, did you have an, do you have another event you watched? BKFC 16 happened. Yes. Do you want to talk about how much I remember of it? Because honestly, not Nothing. a ton. But is it? I mean, just just go into and say, do our listeners have to watch it or not? So if you enjoy circuses like I do, you will enjoy BKFC, and I would recommend just getting the subscription for 40 bucks for the whole year and watching whatever you want. When it you can watch everything live, then you don't have to pay for a pay-per-view. Um, 
Yeah, the 40 bucks for all I'm, the BKFC events in one year is actually a good deal, I think. Great deal. I I've I bought it and I so far have watched BKFC 16 and BKFC Knuckly and the Jungly in in Thailand and that's that's been plenty. I've gotten my money's worth. Like, let's go let's go into another topic here. Habib's Habib Nurmagomedov, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he <laughs> officially retired. Dana officially let him retire. Yes, he always said it like for six months now that he's retired. Maybe there was something dangling in front of him that he was interested in. Um, he did his final tweet when he met Lorenzo Fertitta in a, in a hotel, in a shabby hotel lobby, um, and told Dana to send him location. So people once again went into a, a vortex of imagination. But it's, <laughs> it's officially over, 29-0. and zero. Um, where does he belong in the all-time greats at welterweight, in your opinion? At welterweight? Mm -hmm. Nowhere. He never fought welterweight. But lightweight. Ah, sorry, lightweight. All-time greats. I thought you were messing with me. No, no, no. Because I want him to fight welterweight. Um, That's that's exactly why why I wrote that down, I think, because that would would be my dream for him to go up and, and compete at welterweight because in in lightweight history yeah i think he's he's quite up there who i i don't have the uh mma fan pedigree to know if bj penn should be higher but i don't see anyone in the current uh current modern meta of mma being better than Khabib no, I if he think kept so. fighting for a long time. BJ is an all-time great, but for, for actually switching weight classes and, and trying everything he could and, and be the first um, fighter to, to finish Matthews and welterweight and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I think... Yeah. Well, lightweight, he has to I be... Think, I think Khabib, ha- Khabib has an argument by, by strength of competition to be one of the best MMA fighters that has ever fought. You think so, really? People, the people he has fought did you see the people at did, the people at the top of the lightweight division? The only thing holding him back from that, and the reason I wouldn't give it to him, is because he just retired and he hasn't fought them all. He has. Uh, John Jones posted a like semi funny picture um, of actually showing that Habib has four title defenses, and there are uh, like six people in front of him who have way more title defenses than him. And I think yep. he has a bit of a point there. In, yeah, in does. pure pure Absolutely. lightweight modern thing, he he dominated everyone he could, and I think he's right to say that he has nothing else to prove. That is quite true. Why not stop now? Because you won't get any better. I think. I think also that he might have some injuries we don't know about. He had some failings in making weight, and yeah, I think it's good that he retired. But I'm not that kind of guy that would put him in a pound for pound ranking quite high. No, that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, if he stuck around and he beat Chandler, Ferguson, Oliveira, and some other guys coming up, if he beat Islam, if he beat uh, Benil, if he, then then mm. he's then he's there because he did all that. that right is true. now, and and I think I, I'm going to like speculate wildly and use my pure imagination, but there was a sense of urgency in the Justin Gaethje fight that I didn't feel like I had seen before. And he wanted to get in there and get out of there. Um, and I don't know if that sense of urgency came from feeling Justin's power and knowing that he didn't, 
he didn't want to take that for five rounds or if he just or if he was just over it and he was like this is my last fight i just want to get him out of here or if it's like you said there is some lingering injury and he just didn't want to antagonize it anymore and just get finished but he was going for submissions with a sense of urgency in the justin gaethje fight that i didn't feel like i had seen before um yeah but just say even in the yeah even in the poirier fight prior so i think i think you're right i think there was something there that he he like and he said retired and i promised my mom and i was like yeah he's retired man like we can speculate and use our imaginations and get our seo all we want so i mean but there's there's no coming back it did it the amount of shade thrown by connor and john jones on social media i thought it was kind of uncalled for but you're right they both have a i mean connor connor not so much connor should i mean connor is not a i don't like the attitude of connor mcgregor he's an awesome fighter i love to see him fight but but his attitude out of the cage is is something i i could go without same goes a bit for for john i think he had a better point here i think i think habib has or had something left to prove Moving up, beating Usman, or there beating the, some so of the guys. There were so many fights I wanted to see him in. So I do think that is quite true, and I also think that you can't rank him in a pound for pound thing, even at lightweight, because of the only in 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 marks like only four title defenses. Um, what do you think is his biggest win? Geishi. I do think so. Honestly, too. yeah, I do think so. Honestly. Too. And 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 what you're saying is very similar to the argument that I always made about Connor, was everybody saying he's one of the best ever, he's one of the goats, and me saying when's he going to defend one of his titles? He's won. <laughs> you know, like, let's say that McGregor had had one of the best runs you will ever see in mixed martial arts, the the run where he he beat the, at one the one forty five. The 145, because he lost in the in the meantime, he lost against Diaz, but he he got that win back. But when he won against Mendes, Aldo, and Alvarez, yeah, I mean that is that yeah. is an awesome awesome run. So uh, don't take not taking run, it away, but yeah, a crazy run that put him in a position to hold up two divisions and piss me off and begin my my resentments against Conor exactly. McGregor. So let's let's like celebrate. Very let's, fitting. <laughs> let's celebrate Habib's retirement. Thanks, Habib, for all the awesome fights. Um. One of the packages from fightapparel.ch made it all the way to Seattle. And I sent <laughs> you some Fitro bars. Fitro is actually a protein bar company uh, or performance nutrition company. Habib is, I, I think he's just the face of it, but there is some Habib on he, the... He's on like the, a little, he's a little cartoon caricature on the packaging. So in order to, to if, you, if, you, if you want to try some Fitro bars yourself, order them at fightapparel.ch and to... Yes. to Celebrate Habib's retirement. Why don't you take a bite out of a protein cookie by Fitro? It will be the protein cookie by Khabib. It's everything else besides what I just said is in Russian, so I have no idea what it's supposed to be or taste like. But it's, uh, we hear the, it is like, hear the, oh the packaging. Man. That's good. It smells like kind of like peanut butter, but kind of like chemicals. Hold on. <laughs> I hope he muted himself and, and is indulging some... I think there's peanuts in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Would you your first impression rated on a scale of ten? Um, don't think too long. It's not good, man. It's not good, man. It's not good. Oh no! It's not. It is not a cookie I would want to eat again. 
Oh my God. But they did. But that is on a scale of cookies. Now, if you're talking about protein cookies, this is the best protein cookie I've ever had. Wow. Okay. But how many protein cookies did you have? I mean, that's a really good question, but we can get into those facts next week, right? Okay. So very good. <laughs> um, live, what is that? A live tasting? Live tasting. That was a live taste the... test of a Fitru. Fitru protein cookie. Is it, is it a chocolate cookie or something like that? No, it is. I guess this, this is the peanut peanut. Yeah. Oh, there there might even be peanuts behind him in an image. This is terrible marketing. But <laughs> anyway, if I let's, spoke Russian or read Russian, it would probably be better. Let's move on uh, from Habib's retirement. I think, yeah, one of the greatest to ever do it. No question about it. Yes, he has something left to prove. His big win, biggest win is Gaethje. Um, he doesn't rank anywhere in the pound for pound thing, but at lightweight, he's. And you are going to get some hate mail. All right. I don't think so. I think people know. But he, his performances were awesome. I mean, I enjoyed every fight he was in, and um, that's it's, that's something yeah. I can't say for many people. Right. Totally. Let's move this show on. I'll give a give a short sample. I'm not a person, though. I'm not. I'm a fucking feeling. And all of you guys are going to feel it. I have to jump in and just say she was interviewed for BKFC 16, and she absolutely owned that clip. She, she was calling herself a feeling. Very good. <laughs> it was so good. Very, very good. So <laughs> congratulations, Britain Hart. By the way, I got my um, BKFC Knuckle Mania t-shirt. And I'm very nice. proud. I'm very proud of it. I can recommend Are the you... t-shirt. It's it's soft. It feels good. It looks like good quality. So if you want to order one too, I'll give you my recommendation for that one. Uh, another quick update for the FitRu. I just I I it's sitting here open now, and I definitely want to take another bite. So oh. I think my first impression was not too good, but I definitely want to finish oh. it. So there is either something in there that that triggers the. Uh, the FitRu addict inside me to, <laughs> so, to eat as much FitRu as fast as possible, so or you, it's actually better than I thought. Order your FitRu bars from fightapparel.ch. Tell, tell Dominic Fitru that cookies. that MMA Love podcast sent sent you. Thank you, thank you, Dominic. <laughs> um, we'll move into the MMA Gossip Boys segment, my favorite segment, and there is a oh, yeah. a fixed um, segment in the segment. I think we have to update it to just a Ben Askren segment, but it's it's a Jay, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul update. Let's go into that one first. I think okay. you got all the facts by osmosis, but you said before we started the podcast you don't remember a thing, so I'll hit you with the four things that were happening during the week. Okay. Jake Paul, what what do you think his his method of training is at the moment? He puts oh it on, yeah okay i remember he, he now. puts it on instagram and says that is what he he does for training and, and beating ben Askren. i so as i said earlier i used to be a firefighter i do not like this method of training i think it takes a uh, i think it takes an apparatus out of service for no apparent reason jake paul is pulling fire fire trucks as training he was towing a fire truck of course you can't see that he actually starts moving the fire truck i think even the fire truck's engine is on so but jake paul is it towing is. a fire yep. truck well <laughs> yeah i mean at the end again i don't we, we shouldn't take apparatuses out of service for jake paul i think uh, that's that's quite true so that that is the first opinion. thing 
that dude is working hard. Um, then he has another method of training. He revealed this week, and actually, and actually, he didn't reveal it himself, but a a famous UFC fighter revealed that he helps Jake Paul training. Do you know who it is? No, I don't. It was um, a man who is cornered by his wife, by his pregnant wife. Hey, don't know. Mike Perry. I want. Oh, okay. All right. I, so is it weird I was about to say Sam Alvey? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's maybe not, not obnoxious in, enough for, for Jake Paul, but uh, Mike Perry said that he's helping Jake Paul training, and he said that Jake Paul is very good at boxing. He's, yeah. I, I mean, I believe him, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's Mike Perry. He's not going to lie. <laughs> Then we had a real pound-for-pound pound great, Demetrius Johnson. He said he would bet on Jake Paul to beat Ben Askren on, on the Schmolzen show. No. What, how, what, what, really? What do, you, what do you think the amount Demetrius said he is willing to bet on Jake Paul? I hope it's like a dollar. But 500k. That is absurd. Yes. What do you think about that? That's. I think Demetrius. I mean, I'm, at least I'm glad he's. I'm glad he's getting checks, so he has 500k to that's, bet. That's what it sounded like to me. He, he's getting checks. So thank you, Chatri. No, I think Demetrius doesn't have it in him to to troll. I think he was serious. We have another better on Jake Paul. That better said he will bet one million U.S. dollars. This on, one I know. On Ben this Askren beating Jake that, Paul. That that better is Dana White, correct? right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, I saw a little, I mean, a little social media static about, oh, if you've got a million dollars, why don't you pay fighters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, <laughs> you, you see you see where we're going with this? This, this is going to be huge. We started this? the trend. We started the trend talking about Ben Askren versus Jake Paul in a serious manner. Now Demetrius Johnson has chimed in. Dana White has chimed in. A fire truck is part of the preparation. This is this is going to do for boxing what Bare Knuckle FC did to me. Bare Knuckle Mania, Knuckle Mania did to me for BKFC. It's going to end up making me a fan of this. And I I'm going to have so. to like follow it. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm so invested already that I know that I'm like watching the pay-per-view or whatever Listen. the thing is that they're doing. Listen, it will be awesome. I think it's not, not that far away, actually. It's, it's somewhere in April, I think. So we'll, we'll keep you updated on the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren thing. You have any other gossip you want to share? Everything's in April. Uh, no, I was just looking for our Ben Askren update. I was looking at Ben Askren, uh, leaking, hinting, saying that he's leaving the door open to working with WWE after his boxing fight. So he's been apparently to train for boxing. He's been hanging out at the WWE training center. Yeah. I'm looking forward on, on, um, on Ben Askren doing a somersault from the top rope, uh, landing on his fixed hip. On his replaced hip, so yeah. for real, for real, that's what I—that's exactly what I thought too. It was just like bring him out in some sort of exo suit, like from the movie Alien or something. We have going to need it. We have a last segment, the Luke segment. I have something in there. Um, some actually, uh -oh. that's that's really true. Some some fans 
<laughs> fans, listeners of the show. I won't call them fans. Plural? Yeah. They asked. We have more than one? Yes, actually two. Amazing. Two asked about you. They said, um, nobody knows you in Switzerland. Who the fuck is Luke? So we'll do a, a Luke <laughs> segment that is, it's, I call it facts for fans. So you'll give them okay. one fact per show about you. No, I mean, don't don't tell us your favorite color or something like that. But um, I, let's let's go MMA. That I said I used to be in a firefighter, a volunteer firefighter. That's too much. You'll That's get doxed. too much fact. You'll get doxed. Okay, um, that's fair. But but you let's let's go into an MMA fact. What was your very first MMA fight you ever watched? <laughs> he doesn't I don't remember. know. You don't, I don't know. know. The first the first memorable. Let's let's go in that re- that region. The first memorable one I I I believe was was Condit versus Nick Diaz. Do you know when that was? No. I I mean I I feel like it was back in like maybe 20 2013. Sunday February 5th of 2012. Do you know who won? Okay, so February 2012. That that kind of tracks with my fandom. Uh, mm-hmm. Condit won. By? By uh, leg kicking and keeping Diaz on the outside. Yes, yeah, so a five-round decision. Uh, yeah, five-round decision, and and that was the, the beginning also of like the Diaz 245 or whatever uh, thing on social media. Right. So, so look out for facts, Luke. Luke facts for fans every week now. But he, let's let's mark down his favorite or first memorable fight, MMA fight he watched back in 2012. Nick Diaz versus Carlos Condit. So from now on, Luke can't play his silly game of I don't know much about fighting, and I'm not. I'm just a fan. He's watching it for like nine years now. He has to know more. He has to be better. Like Bisping. You're gonna you're gonna do me like that. Yeah. This just became a job. I see. Okay. Yes. You earn so much. You earn, you get you got your first pay load <laughs> uh, with the feature bars. Got my got my fitru cookie. Yeah. So you're right. You're right. Something so, has come of this. Anything else? Yeah, <laughs> you can say that. Anything else on the on the Luke segment? You sent me some notes that you have a lot of things to cover in the Luke segment. Oh, I think we covered the. I think we covered fight Ziggurat. Yeah. I. I we can talk about this another time, um, and I don't know how much of a take we have about it. But it was, it was, I I watched some event that was in Monterrey, Mexico, and I think it was on Fight Pass, but it might have just been on YouTube. And Elimale McFarlane was the working the desk, which I thought was. Like I didn't expect at all. I was like, oh, that she's in. She's the Bellator champ. I think that's yes. cool. She's doing this job because Bellator has had no fights for like a year. Uh, and then I could not believe it, but she she sounded like she was making food for the kids or doing the laundry or something. <laughs> she, she just could not sound less enthused if she had tried. <laughs> I and I don't know. I think. I think I don't think she was like bored. I just sat. She just sounded so bored. <laughs> that is that is quite correct. So I thought it was funny, and I should bring it up. This is just fun, you know. 
So that's, I, I think, do you have anything else we didn't touch on? UFC 260, Brunson versus Holland, UFC Fight Night. We talked about Ben Askren. We talked I, about... I know that you don't bet on fights and oh. I don't bet on fights, nope. but I do look at fight odds and the odds are crazy for some of these matchups. Like, the, uh, like next week or... No, actually, your favorite bracket. Mm. Um, your favorite mm. bracket. Damn you, Brando. Yoel, Yoel Romero is the favorite against Anthony Johnson. Oh, come on. I'm telling really? you, you can get Anthony Johnson at plus money at light he- in a light heavyweight if fight with I'd, Yoel Romero If I'd be right a betting now. man, I'd, I'd bet Anthony Johnson any day of the week over Yoel Romero, the, the current incarnation of Yoel Romero what i'm saying man it's crazy there's some crazy stuff out there did we forget Uh, did we forget anything else i don't think so i I think we covered it all we gave gave (laughs) the people at least a few takes did did i meet expectations this week listen i think you can do way better (laughs) (laughs) but what what i do like i give you i gave you a 10 out of 10 rating for the feet through bar um, you, you gave us sort of a cliffhanger. You you haven't been a you, first. You haven't been a fan, but then you changed your mind. You, the feature bars are are winning you. Over. No, no. This is so. Next episode, we'll do a bar. This okay. is the cookie. The cookie. I'm this sorry. is just this is just the cookie. Uh, next episode, we'll do a bar. Um, and then when I run out of bars and cookies to try, I'll just order more from Dominic, and he can send me another package to get lost in the Swiss Post. Damn it. So I, I'd, say, I'd say that was it for, for Love from America, our ninth podcast. Thanks all of our listeners, which are quite a few. So hope you thank you listeners. Hope you enjoy what we do here. Um, let us know on the on the usual channels, Instagram and Facebook, MMA Love Podcast or MMA.love.com, MMA-love.com. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or on the webpage. Thanks for listening and have a nice week. Later, pal.